0: Welcome to the Manor.
1: Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor, Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody,
0: and I'm James. And amazingly, that one actually caught me more off guard than usual. But it didn't affect me much because I'm used to it. I, I don't even remember what we're talking about. Jody just segued into that so nicely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was making fun of me for having to listen to you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of listening to you something to start the episode. (laughs) Of course,
1: now I have to listen to you do
0: this episode. The sooner we start, the sooner we're done. (laughs) I guess that's one way of looking at it. (laughs) I was going to say something about marital things, and I think I'm going to leave that alone. (laughs) So, what are you drinking tonight? (laughs) I.
1: I'm I'm having a uh, Bellhaven Scottish
0: ale. Ooh, Scottish or Scotch? Scottish. Okay, the the one I can find because I know you actually found the Scotch ale a while back. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Scott, I like the Scottish too. It's good. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I'm going to put it in the app. Well, you do that, and I'll I'll tell you what I'm drinking. Instead of going to the pub tonight after work, I actually came. Out, well, I had a bunch of housework to do. I've, you know, been taking care of a few things outside and inside. But I stopped by the liquor store and thought oh, I'm going to get me some beer. Now, well, as if I didn't have any at home. <laughs> <laughs> but I was in the mood for something hoppy, and I don't. I, you know, it's Halloween and Christmas time. They're mostly multi bastards. Uh huh. So I stopped and, and not only did I get something hoppy. The actual name of it is Jumpin' Joey with the kangaroo on it.
1: (laughs) I see what they did there.
0: They they did a good job there. But it's it's Metazoa Brewing out of Indianapolis, and all their beers are animal-themed, and 5% or 10% of their their profits go to animal charities.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah.
0: But I didn't get it just because of the name. I actually was reading the labels, and this one says it has floral and resinous pine aromas and uh, a bready malt feel so it almost had a west coast hop profile and maybe a uk malt profile and and i just took a sip it's more not a sip a a nice little drink and it's it's good i'm enjoying it it's nice nice cool awesome i don't even think it's super alcoholic uh no five and a quarter percent that's not bad no not at all first beer of the night for a change (laughs) nice no, I mean not for changes. It's not all the time I'm drinking before we record. Just just about half. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, that's <Led> Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? I am ready. Yeah, all right. Out, out of curiosity, though, would you rate the Scottish ale on the app that shall not be named?
1: Four. Yeah.
0: I'd have to look at what mine is, but I can see that I probably would have given up four and a quarter because, you know, I'm more lenient than you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's not as good as their Scotch Ale or or their wee heavy or, you know, but. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it's good. All right. So part four of Led Zeppelin's Houses of the Holy.
1: Yeah. Part four of part five. (laughs)
0: <laughs> of which we'll get to six parts. <laughs> <laughs> kind of my guess. Ooh, I have two I don't know if I'd call them errata editions. All right. So, yeah. Uh I, I I have been reading Jimmy Page's like big coffee table books, the the things and then I finished one a long time ago, which you know was probably good that I finished this talk after we did four. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that would have just made more things. But I uh I'm working on the other one now and I'm Um two album to a second album, two, Zep two. Yeah. And two things that Jimmy wrote, and these are directly from Jimmy. Mm -hmm. So I know I know I mentioned it one time from the other book that the Black Beauty Less Paul. Everybody talks about how Joe Walsh gave that to him. That's
1: yeah, I think that's the story I've always heard.
0: But it's not, and I and I mentioned that in an episode because in one of the books, Jimmy Page says, no. He he. I forget where because it's now been a year and a half or more since I read it. But he said he bought it someplace else. But okay. during this time period, this is where, or not the houses, but leads up to. Mm-hmm. He says they're on tour in America, and he knew Joe with the James Gang when the Yardbirds were in, in the states. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe Walsh comes up to him with the Sunburst Les Paul. That oh. yeah, and and that's the one. So there is a Joe Walsh Les Paul. But everybody says it's Black Beauty, and it's not. It's it's the the other one, huh? Um, Yeah. In fact, he Jimmy tells the story that Joe comes up, goes, "Jimmy, you got to have this Les Paul," and Jimmy goes, "I already have one, Joe, but I tried it and I bought it off him, (laughs) 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 and then I try and then and then you know I use a Telecaster on one, but then I tried this with a whole lot of love and it was best. So I I thought maybe I should change it up and I'll do a new different guitar on all the you know. So yeah, yeah. So that's the story of Joe Walsh. Cool. And the other thing is, we always talk about Jimmy Page talking about light and shade. Uh huh. He actually got that from Leonard Bernstein. Really? Yeah. He, he mentions that uh, he was reading something from Leonard Bernstein because he talks about Zeppelin playing live and they can, you know, they're not going to play the album versions. They're going to change it up a little bit every night, but they're in sync, so it's good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Leonard Bernstein would do the same thing with his big band. You know, he said the music's written there on the sheet. But every night we'll play a little bit to get different bits of light and shade. And that's, so that's where Jimmy got it from.
1: Huh? Interesting. Yeah. I, that I had never heard.
0: I hadn't either. That's, that's why, that's why that's actually cool. owning Jimmy pages, actual autobiography books are good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, I will say that every time Jimmy is a gentleman, I do, I know i mentioned this before every person he talks about, he is nothing but nice and kind. About in this, in, in the one and a half of these I've read so far, <laughs> they were a pleasure to work with. They were fantastic. He's a very nice person. He taught me this. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to Jimmy for not being an asshat. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just want to throw those in there. Yeah. Yeah, making some Led Zeppelin stew. Just throw it in. <laughs> Do we I have read. to boogie with it? <laughs> I got that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. Actually, just recently in the thing he was talking about, Ian Stewart. <laughs> um, it's <was> kind <laughs> yes. of hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. The record. Houses of the Holy. Yeah. Yeah. So far, we've been talking about sort of the bridge of time between four symbols and houses and the touring and the UK and the Europe and the North America and everything. Huh. We did mention when it came out, but I've got it here again. But now we'll actually talk about the album in this episode, the making of a little bit and the, the album sleeve design cover things. And, and, then, and then in the next episode, or maybe two, we'll, we'll talk about the songs. How's that? I I guess. I, it's <laughs> Well, this part's three pages. I don't think we'll have time for the songs in this one. Okay, I guess not. <laughs> All right. So, I personally think the success of four is why not uh-huh. as many people liked Houses of the Holy. That could be, maybe it's just a person. This is my my little quote for myself. So, uh, but I'm saying I adore Houses of the Holy. They have very different sounds though, and I can see why people lean towards four, especially with all the. I mean, every song was played on FM radio and became a hit. Yes, but I actually, if you made me pick. A favorite Zep song, uh, song album, I would probably go with Houses of the Holy.
1: I would not disagree with you on that, actually. Yeah. Although, I, I, I would
0: probably do the same. Woohoo! Shared Brain of Brides Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> although I, I would not fault anybody for four. If anybody actually said three, I would shake their hand because I love three. <laughs> yeah. And it's titled Houses of the Holy because page concluded that human beings were houses of the holy spirit really i mean good well yeah that's where the name comes from and remember this is where he's really getting into crowley and esoteric stuff and i mean he, yeah. he had been for a long time but uh he's now he can afford to collect all the stuff true and most of the songs were written as a band during this time except for uh, do you know the two jimmy had written previously I asked you so Uh, I could take a quick drink. I'm almost, no, I'm kidding. I'm
1: (laughs) going to say, I'm going to say the song remains the same and Dancing Days.
0: The Rain Song and Over the Hills and Far Away. Okay. I was nowhere near that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I kind of caught you off guard because I needed a drink. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Here's an easy one for you though. Which one did Jonesy come up with and have been working on a while before they started recording? no quarter ding 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 (laughs) see
1: but that one's easy because that was like his showcase song once they added it to the set list
0: Uh, you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, so uh, anyway the the album was released march 28 1973 Mm -hmm. Um, and from what i can see it was the same for the usa and the uk this time but i did find one reference saying the uk was the 26th uh, so uh, i i'm not yeah, I don't know. Uh, but there there was a slight delay of the album release due to Purple Naked Children. Uh-huh. When, if you've seen the album cover, which we'll talk about here super, super soon, mm-hmm. uh, there are, of course, um, Naked Children on it. And we'll, we'll discuss that in a second. Well, when they first did it, the, the dyes didn't come through very well, and they came across as purple. Okay. So they, they had to fix it, delayed, then it came out makes sense and of course still no band name on the cover because you know screw you guys yeah oh and uh we have my notes here on on the children of uh, the children on the package there are lots of them but they are also uh, uh, also they are actually composites of siblings simon and samantha gates yeah huh. okay uh, yep siblings that's all two kids did all those pictures
1: Yeah, because the way you would have put the album cover together, you can take multiple images and put them all over the place.
0: Yeah. Superimpose those fuckers.
1: Something like that.
0: (laughs) They were climbing the ancient stones of Giant's Causeway in Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. And on this particular album, because you did have the lyrics to Stairway to Heaven on four symbols, but that was it. But here... They actually included all the lyrics to all the songs, although they would intentionally fumble a few of the lyrics in there. Just, uh, I guess, screw with people. (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. And then the inner gatefold photograph was taken at Dunluce Castle nearby the causeway. And uh, that was the inside. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, Simon Gates, why do I have Stefan here? Huh. Wow, that's weird. It is Stefan. I wrote the wrong one. It's not Simon and Samantha Gates. It's Stefan and Samantha Gates. Because it's not Stephen. Well, S-T-E-F-A-N. Okay. It's not a P-H or P or V, so yeah. I've I've not, you know, it's a guess. I don't don't know. Stefan. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) in February 2010, Stefan Gates was featured on a BBC Radio 4 documentary about the cover. And he said there was something sinister about the image, but his sister disagreed. And he admitted that he'd actually never heard the album. And the program ended with Gates returning to Giant's Causeway and listening to the album on a portable player, after which he said that a great weight had been lifted from him. Okay. Yeah. And Samantha also came back and appeared on the back cover of the band's 1976 album, Presence. Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, no. They, they went up to Giant's Causeway to do the shooting, uh, and they they say rather than flying in a, a crush of children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hypnosis, the art design people, mm-hmm. whatever the hell you want to call them, bought just the two of them, the, the two Gates children, aged seven and five, respectively.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they stayed They stayed in this little guest house near the Giant's Causeway, remembered Stefan. Now, I'm going to keep saying Stefan now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who did let him grow up to become a popular television personality in the UK. Said, I've heard people saying they put wigs on several children, but there was only me and my sister and that's her real hair. I used to love being naked when I was that age. So I didn't mind. I'd whip off my clothes at the drop of a hat and run around having a great time, so I was in my element. His sister's memories of the 10-day excursion were markedly less sunny, saying, I remember the shoot really clearly because mainly it was freezing cold and rained the whole time. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, interview in the Daily Mail, 2007, and she said we were naked in a lot of the modeling shoots we did. Nothing was thought of it back then. You probably couldn't get away with it now.
1: No, you, you could not. And I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing lascivious or anything about any of the images of them on the cover. Lascivious,
0: nice word. Oh, well, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not lascivious. It's not lewd. It's not even sexual. No. In fact, I think there's a quote coming up as to why they, they did it this way. Um, No, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I think it's next, actually. Ah. A couple pieces. But Arthur C. Clarke. Mhm. Uh his book Childhood's End uh, was a inspiration for the album cover. Wow, okay. And although I do like his uh I've just got a quote in here from Arthur C. Clarke cuz it kind of goes with Jimmy's um love of spooky stuff. He goes, "I don't believe in astrology. I'm a Sagittarius and we're skeptical." <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I love that quote and it actually reminds me of something you would say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, he wrote this book called Childhood's End, and um, something he, uh, I, I don't even know what the hell I wrote, he, he created something as mystical as the record is what I wrote, um, I think that may be a quote from one of the biographies, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but the 1953 book follows the story of a peaceful alien invasion of Earth by the strange overlords, whose arrival on the planet kicks off an age of apparent utopia under their rule at the cost of human identity and culture.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: and there's, there's some thoughts that the child sacrifice image on the inside sleeve is a symbolic sacrifice in the similar vein of Crowley's symbolic sacrifice of the inner child cover art was designed by hypnosis who we have mentioned in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. You know, which one while I take a drink,
1: it was that one, that That one we did. That, that one, one with the Hitchhiker's Guide
0: to the Galaxy. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> They They designed the cover for the first edition of Douglas Adams's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It was originally designed by Storm Thurgeson, and mm-hmm. the initial design was a tennis court with a tennis racket. Because he was joking. He's like, racket? Racket? It, because it's loud? Get it? Oh, I I got it. <laughs> I well that, that's what he was like, it's a quote from him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did not care for it, although Jimmy did say it showed some balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. they did stick with hypnosis though, and went to use hypnosis person Aubrey Powell, who who okay. then did the things we talked about.
1: Yeah. Oh no, uh Storm uh what's his face? Uh um, yeah. He he designed some very popular album covers over the years.
0: The name's familiar, but I couldn't tell you any of them.
1: Oh, uh, man, now you go, going to make me look it up.
0: You don't have to. I mean, you know, it's not I, that big of a deal. I No, it, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-uh. <laughs> yes, it is.
0: <laughs> I, I've got it. Some of them acdc dirty deeds done dirt cheap ah see there you go and i thought i saw black sabbath oh bad company several of theirs uh-huh and black sabbath technical ec- ecstasy never say die yeah. yeah quite a few queen queen's greatest hits rainbow some singles like the police cranberries wow Ooh.
1: um i think they, they did some def leppard probably the pyromania
0: album cover uh could be. I'm, I'm not that far down the list because it goes in alphabetical order, but there are two rows and I see Robert Plant, Big Log single and Principles of the Moment. Yeah. A Def Leopard, High and Dry. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Sticks. Oops, Saxon. Crap Lobe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I'm, I'm not going to try to find the newest, but I see Europe's 2006 album. He did, so, you know, not super long ago. Cool. Now, I did mention they did not put the band name on the album cover, but they did put a paper wrap around the album, like sort of the middle part of the album with the band name and title and the record company information to make Atlantic feel better. Yeah. And in 1974, the album was nominated for a Grammy in the category of Best Album Package. Nice. (laughs) Yep. And the was rated number six on VH1's 50 Greatest Album Covers in 2003. Right. Other than that, the other information I have on the album is number one in Australia, Canada, USA, UK, and a half a dozen other countries for the top 10. Its highest selling amount was 11 times platinum in the US. I will point out that uh, we talked about Rolling Stones touring about the same time for XL on Main Street. Uh huh. Single platinum, not 11 platinum.
1: Oh, but is yeah, it Rolling Stones are the greatest rock and roll band ever?
0: Yeah. Well, my next note says, "Fuck you, Truman compote Princess Lee rides a well, and you Campbell suit motherfucker goober." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and they had two singles. Even even though they didn't love singles, they they did have two singles: "Over yep. the Hills and Far Away" with "Dancing Days" on the, the B side, that peaked at twenty eight. It was released mm-hmm. May 24, nineteen seventy three. And their uh, second single was Jamaica with the crunch on the B side. Peaked at number 15, released September 17th, 1973. Cool. And hey, that didn't actually take as long as I thought it would. See? I thought you'd interrupt me more. (laughs) Thought about it. You know, i will leave it up to you. I've got three pages of notes on the songs. I don't know how much you would have to discuss on the songs. If you want to do... Finish it up in this episode or if you want to save it. Oh, let's save it. All right. Oh, hey look, Jordan it's... Ferguson. Halloween. Pink bubbles go away in 1999. <laughs> 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 See, aren't you glad you looked that up? I did. And and he is the one who did Presents, the song remains the same, Coda and In Through the Outdoor for Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I I think I interrupted you. What were you saying? Uh hell, I don't remember. And I will simply say I am I was going to say some stupid thing about Houses of the Holy James, but we all know that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Temple of Elemental Evil James. (laughs) I guess
1: that makes me Tomb of Horrors Jody.
0: (laughs) You are. That doesn't make you Tomb of Horrors Jody. You simply are. (laughs) Before we get sidetracked, we'll talk to y'all later. (laughs) Bye. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. What are we doing first? Uh, I uh huh.
1: I can hear you fine.
0: Well, I'm sorry for you.
1: <laughs> Me too. Mmm, sound <laughs> like a racket. <laughs>
0: Actually, that's why Robert uh, Robert Plant doesn't like exponentiation either. That's why he came out with the big log. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but five, very- five people in the world
1: got that joke, and none of them are our listeners.
0: <laughs> why? I mean, it's just David Tennant, and he's doing a really good job in that's his George current uh, stage production. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he was Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Thanks.
1: Yeah. 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 You forgot about that. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>